back to PodNuts Pro, your podcast for IT business support. I am your host, Marvin B. Folks, this will be the last of my live interviews from the ASCII Success Summit in Orlando. And this guest would probably love to tell you that we saved the best for last. And when you hear the interview, I think you will understand I'm talking about my good friend, Eric Pinto from Sock Solder, somebody who has become a crowd favorite, not only at the event, but on these podcasts. So let's get right to it. And once he's done, I'll be right back to end off this series of podcasts. But first, my friend, Eric Pinto. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, Marvin B. here once again, live from ASCII in Orlando for 2021. This time I am joined by good friend, ASCII veteran, Eric Pinto from Sox Soder. Eric, how are you? Doing great, Marvin. It's good to see you again, man. It is. It is. And uh, you are down in Florida, my neck of the woods this time. Yes. How are you enjoying the state? I I've, I seem to be in Florida quite a bit uh, with the events. Uh, all the events kind of condensed into this uh, September, October, November time frame. And yep. uh, it's going to put me in Florida, I think, four times over uh, over, over a six-week period. Really? I'll be back. Were you were you uh, at the Acronis in Miami earlier this week? I was not at the Acronis. Uh, I heard it was a fantastic event. I uh, didn't get a chance to attend, but maybe next time. Okay. So where are you going to be next? Uh, we've got, uh, I think, IT Nations here in, in a yes, couple, it is. In a couple yep. weeks. Uh, and then I was here just uh, – Team Logic had an event here, I think, uh, two weeks ago. So quite a bit. All right. So we're here at ASCII, and, of course, I've been asking other vendors and ASCII members – you know how they're you know feeling about this year's event. So we just finished the the vendor booth area and uh, vendor alley, vendor alley. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go for you this time? Uh, great, great. So ASCII, our ASCII relationship is one that that we just completely, completely love. Um, uh, they give us the opportunity not only to speak and get in front of wonderful folks like you, which I did yesterday, but then also, also to, uh, you know, to present in, in the, in the vendor room as well. So, um, uh, just lots of opportunity for us to engage the partner community, which is really what I'm all about. All right. So you've been doing this for quite a while. I know we've had a couple of other previous visits on the podcast. Let me just go ahead and ask what keeps you coming back and how long do you think you'll be doing it? <laughs> I don't know. As long as, uh, as long as I can keep my Duracells charged, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be good. But, uh, um, yeah, I've been in the channel for 12 years now, um, and doing ASCII for all of it, right? Okay. So, uh, across the two or three different companies. So, uh, the ASCII relationship is, is one that, uh, that, uh, that I personally enjoy. All right. Now, I probably should ask you if there's been anything new with Sock Solder um, since the last time we were on. I think it was pre-COVID or right at the beginning of COVID. I think it was at the beginning. I think we yeah. did a vendor update for yeah. COVID. And- <laughs> we did. We did. So what's new? Uh, not necessarily new for Sock Solder, although it's been a focus area for us. It's really this idea of, of, of asset ma- management, asset mapping, right? Um uh, not only, you know, we're a cybersecurity group and, and we offer monitoring as, as a SOC or security operations center, but this idea now of, of not just being able to pinpoint the desktops and servers, which you guys are, are great at, but then also looking at everything else that's connected and 
you know, in your network, right? If I look around the room here, there's a thermostat. There, that door may be network connected. There's a number of different things that are that are network connected that most most uh, service providers don't have any visibility over, right? The TV in the room, right? Right. And and we've seen we've seen attack through badge readers, through IP cameras. Uh, the normal IP camera breach would be just to be able to see what's in the room, but the latest breach w- was actually getting control over the network. Right through an IP camera, how would you be able? How would you monitor that with you know normal tools? Right. So now we we deploy out on the network. We're monitoring each of these assets, and we've now uh, we've now created a map so you can actually see the camera, and we're identifying it as a camera. Right. And if we can, if we even work to identify the brand. So, mm-hmm. we, so if we can do, if we can identify the vendor and then what's running on that system, uh, and everything else that's on your network as well. So if, if the, you know, in the, these days you got you know, everyone working from the office, working from home, working from all these different places. So, um, you know, you may have a business owner that has, you know, another family member that, you know, brings a device into the, into the network that wouldn't be monitored by your normal tools. Right. right. And, uh, and we'd be able to see it and say, okay, yeah, you just introduced a new Samsung tablet and we and we we would identify it immediately on the network you'd be able to then map all the interconnections for that tablet while it's on the network so let me ask this so i started working with a company called domots mm-hmm. about three years ago which is what they do you mm-hmm. put a box or you add an app to a synology nas or something and it will go out and identify mm-hmm. things on the network i see more and more companies doing that mm-hmm. now is this something that your partners asked for or is it something that you see is a need in the community that you guys decided to add it, what what prompted you to do it? Yeah, so you know, it, it, it is something that we've heard from partners before, but I think there are other opportunities. Domus is one, and, and there there are others out there as well um, that are doing asset management, asset mapping. For us, it really was born from the security and compliance lane, right? So in the in the compliance world, uh, the the idea of of well, we had a device on the network, but we didn't we didn't know it. Or we didn't know what it was doing, or you know that was that was that was not part of our contract. That none of that flies in the compliance world, right? right? If it's on the network, you need to know about it. You need to have you know security protocols in place, right? So um, when we when we looked at um, so a lot of the new emerging compliance requirements, we were seeing more and more and more of it pinpointed on knowing knowing your assets and monitoring your assets, right? Or or just. It, it, the compliance will say, you know, just network monitoring or, or, but, but that doesn't stop at, you know, the, the five desktops that you know about in the one server, right? It's the other 15 devices that are also right. on that network, right? So, uh, for, for us, it was just, it was really an easy add on to say, okay, now we need to, uh, we were already monitoring all these assets, but now we need to visualize it and show our partners and the auditors or whomever else, uh, that's asking questions that, that yes, this is under, under control. All right. I'm glad you said it that way because. Other people that have talked about, you know, monitoring the entire network from a vendor perspective, it has always been seen and presented to us as a revenue generator. But what you said is really more important than the money. It's the compliance. It's the security. It's being able to know what's on the network when something new comes on the network, because that is a new vulnerability point that becomes our responsibility. Just because it's a camera or a printer or, you know, a door management you device. Own it. If you it's own, on the network. You, you own it, whether it's in your contract or not. And, I, and I, again, I look at, I look at this stuff again, a lot through the compliance lane, but you know, if, 
OCR puts out reports, and that's that's with HHS with, for healthcare mm-hmm. stuff. They put out reports, and, and the reports are for every breach in the, in the country, healthcare breach. And when you look at these breaches, and I do I do this quite a bit, and you start you start reading through it, and almost every time there's a finger point back to third party MSP, third party service provider. Mm-hmm. So whether and I'm sure that service provider would say, well, I tried to sell them this or I tried to do this and they didn't want to buy it. No one's reading that. All they're reading is this service provider was identified as being negligent in the services that they were that they were rendering or providing. Right? That doesn't fly. And I'll, you know, I don't I don't mind being controversial. Go ahead. Um, this whole idea of well, that's this is going to be a great revenue generator, revenue generator, revenue generator. I think every there, there are too many pushes towards this is going, this solution X is going to now help you make all this money. That's cool. But when we're talking about security, that shouldn't be the focus. The focus shouldn't be that this new product, cause all the, all the vendors trying to do is get you to stack up a whole bunch of inventory on, on, on product, whether it's virtual inventory or, or real physical right. on this product, whether or not you even know how to sell it or whether or not you even know where it belongs or where it fits in the ecosystem of the end client. I'd much rather you, you invest the time in the end client to understand where their weaknesses are, where their risks are, what their concerns are and address those head on. Preach Bubba. Peach. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty passionate about that because I, I do think that there's there's a lot of just I don't know, just slamming of product out there to say, hey, this is going to help you make a million dollars. It's going to help you make all this money, and it may be true, but security should not be in that lane. I'm more interested in what's going to protect me from getting sued that's, if something happens. <laughs> that I think I think that that's the the healthier way to look at it, right? As an organization, you have to you have to a protect yourself and in in which is why everyone went to cyber liability insurance three years ago, right? 2018, everyone was buying cyber liability insurance. Well, it's more why cyber li- liability insurance is pushing back by saying, hey. Are you doing the things that you need to do? That's what I was about to say. Because <laughs> they don't want to pay out if you didn't really truly protect yourself. That, that's what I was about to say. So everyone in 2018, I remember, because you know, obviously selling cybersecurity, um, people, well, I'll just, I'm just going to get the, I'm just going to get the insurance. Okay. So everyone did that, and then all the people that I'm talking to now are getting the new policies, or they're reading the fine print on the on the, on the existing policies, and they're starting to realize that. The policies that were that were being rolled out in 2018 and the policies that are being rolled out in 2021 and 2022 are different. Yeah, the requirements are different. The 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 amount of knowledge and, and awareness of the network mm-hmm. is you know the scrutiny on the network is, is is now being included in that language. And if you're not actually doing the thing. And and it's time to make a claim. You're gonna you're gonna, worse than the finger point that that the that we're seeing in the healthcare world. That finger point from the from the end client and the insurance company. It's both gonna land back at you. Yep. That's it's not gonna be a good day. It right? is not. So you know, I'll, I'll leave with I'll end with this. I mean, it got, it's now it's now much easier to get. The asset mont- asset management, the the full monitoring, the tools in place. It's not necessarily expensive to do it these days. Is there a cost? Yes, but 
you know, there's also a cost for the coffee machine, the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the break room snacks and everything else that that company has. Right. right? So, you know, that, that doctor's office, that dentist's office, that construction company, that insurance broker, they, they're paying for the lights in the building and the, in the, in the, in the nice, uh, you know, entry, entry, entryway or, you know, uh, you know, all these other things. You have to pay for the security too. They do. They do. Well, folks, that just broke out into a mini podcast on security. Uh, <laughs> all things that you can get when you attend an ASCII live event. Uh, I think there's two more for this year. Uh, we are at the Orlando one, which is in this last week of October. The first week of November is going to be in Washington, D.C. And then the final uh, ASCII cup out in San Diego, I believe. If you head over to ASCIEvents.com, you can still sign up if you want to. What were you going to say there, Eric? I was going to say you need to come to California. I, uh, that's, that's too far to fly right now. Oh, man, man it's great. <laughs> that's too far to fly. <laughs> All right, we've Thanks, got Marvel. a couple of sessions left. We've got to go see Mike Michalowicz. Eric, thank you for taking a few moments out, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, thanks, man. Bye. And there you have it, folks. I think you can see why Eric is one of the favorite people to see at a vendor event and to have on a podcast. He has a love for his job. He has a love for the channel and he believes in what he does and what we all need to do. So that is going to do it folks. Again, this was the ASCII success summit in Orlando. By the time this gets posted though, you will have missed one of them, but you will still have time to sign up for the last event, the ASCII Cup, which is in Anaheim, California, December 8th and 9th. Head over to ASCIEvents.com and sign up. I want to say thank you to the people that helped me put this together. First of all, obviously, Alan and Jerry for allowing me the opportunity to hijack part of their event to do these interviews. Alicia Vetter, Jesse Devine, the two of them helped me line up guests and secured a great room to do the interviews in. I want to say thank you to the people I actually got to interview. Uh, Michael Crean, Kristen Pittman, Diana Giles, Moore Mordechive, Skylar Jones, and of course, Eric Pinto. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be other vendors that while I did not get to do a live interview with them in Orlando, they will be coming on later for a full podcast. So we'll do a little bit of catch up from Orlando. We'll talk a little bit about their company. I've got some other ASCII members where we will talk about their experience there. We're going to talk about the ASCII relationships, things that they've gotten from ASCII, things that they've gotten from other members, because part of what ASCII is about is member networking, and we do a lot to support each other. I should also say that the first interview that will be coming up from the ASCII event, Eric Pinto will be joining me soon for another podcast, and we will be doing a very special Black Friday preview. We'll be talking about some gadgets and things that you might want to put in your Amazon cart. Now, if you stumbled upon this show because of the ASCII event, whether you're a MSP, IT professional, or you're a vendor in the channel, and you got to this show because somebody said, hey, you got to listen to this because so-and-so is on, well, I thank you for listening. 
I would encourage you to head over to podnutspro.com and there you can see other interviews from other people, not only at the ASCII events, but throughout the channel and over the years or so. You can go back and scroll down the episodes page and find those interviews, or you could do even one better. Click the follow button at the top right of the screen and you can select your favorite podcatcher and always be up to date with the latest episodes, Apple, Google, Overcast. You can even catch us live on YouTube and the Facebook. We have a live show that airs most Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. But for now, I'm going to get out of here and say thank you once again for downloading and subscribing to the show. Thank you once again to everybody who participated in these live interviews. We'll, of course, hope to do it again. But in the meantime, stay on the lookout for more podcasts, both audio and video, and uh, we'll see you soon. And until then, holla. Woo!